center of everything in our lives and in the time of trouble he's our sanctuary I believe that we're hid away in him amen God bless you nice to be in church tonight nice to see the believers those that we can't see God bless you thank you for being with us as well um, I'll let you have your seats just for a moment As many of you have heard, the Alberta government has um, issued further restrictions, and so it's going to mean we're 
going to affect all facets of our lives. In our homes, we won't be able, we'll have to isolate more. The indoor and outdoor social gatherings have been more restricted. And, um, you know, that means even over the seasonal holidays, the Christmas time period, when we do it. And a brother texted me and, and he said, how's it going there in Alberta? He says, well, the Grinch is alive and well, I said. <laughs> so, at any rate, we, we, we make jest, but... Um, so we'll abide by what the government says, and uh, we'll do our part in the community. We'll do our part to be good examples. That means that we're going to have to work a little harder to communicate. Um, the Bible says, do good, and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And so that means text your brother, sister, call them, say hello. Be on a video conference or something with them. Do whatever you can. There's a whole mental strain that's on the world today. And I'll say that we're not immune to it, but we do have an answer. And it's in Christ and it's in the body. So let's, let's do as we've said, use the opportunity to live for one another. Encourage one another. So as a church, in addition to what we're required to do, that's distance and wear masks and all of that, our capacity has been reduced down to 15% of what we can be. So we're, we're about 464 at the max that we can be. That would bring us down to 70 total, um, which means per service we have to max out at 70. That'll be a service team of about 12 to 13 people, including musicians, ministers, sound technicians, deacons, trustees, etc., that will allow 57 people in per service. And, uh, and so we're going to have to restrict our accesses a little bit more. That means that generally, if everybody would come, it's a one in five service time. And uh, so we're, we're going to ask you to just to do your part to cooperate. You'll still be able to book in if a service is open uh, and such. And we're going to send out an email just to give you a little bit more advice on that. But let's do our best. And uh, I was actually debating to do this. I won't do it. But uh, if you sign up for a service, I was going to make you sign a form and say, in the absence of all the brothers and sisters that couldn't be, I agree to pull harder, to say amen more, to do more than I've done in any other service for the benefit of my brother and sister that is not here. Is, is that just, I won't force you to sign it, but we can make that a silent pact. And don't be silent when you get here. <laughs> Does that sound okay? <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we're going to have church tonight. We're going to have church on Sunday, but effective Sunday, it's going to be 57 per. Let's do our part. Uh, let's, let's, let's ride through this. Somewhere we're going to have a great time of rejoicing. We're going to have it now. And so we're looking forward to a wonderful service tonight. We got Brother Max going to preach for us. So we're going to enjoy the word. We're going to pull on the gift. We're going to allow God to speak to us. Let's stand together. Before we do that, and, and I'm going to sing a song in a moment, but I, I just want to, maybe you can play something softly, just to, and as such. There's a couple of requests that I just want to make known yet. Um, additional prayer requests that, that were before us. So I, I want to just bring those to the church. Let's just have a word of prayer. And then we're going to have our brother Max come. So the first is from Brother Marco and Sister Kimberly Carpan. Uh, they just recently had a newborn. 
and they said, can you please put in a prayer request for us? Our new little baby, Luca and I, are in the NICU for observation. They can't find a reason, but his oxygen levels keep dipping. And of course, they need to make sure he can breathe before we go home. We know that God hears our prayers, and we would love to have the prayers of the saints there standing with us. Can you agree on that? Amen. Brother Virgilio and Sister Jeanette Mandapat also not been feeling well. They requested prayer. They're listening in. They asked, can you remember us in prayer? And then I had one other unspoken request for a serious situation. And let's just remember all of these needs before the Lord. Can we just bow our heads for a moment? Heavenly Father, we're just so happy to be Christians. We're so happy to have a Heavenly Father. We're so happy, Lord, that in a time of trouble, we have an anchor, we have a shield. We have a place that we can go to, Lord. It's a secret place. The world doesn't know anything about it, but Lord, we visit this secret place often. We come there in the morning and we pray. We, we have this secret place in our car when we're driving, when we put on a tape, Lord. And Father, when, when we're in just thoughts, Lord, we're there, you're there with us. We think of the Hebrew children that walk through the fire. Lord, you were there with them. Lord, we believe we're in the same kind of an hour. And Lord, while we're here, we have needs. Our brothers and sisters have needs. We want to ask you, Lord, today that you would remember the Carpan family, Sister Kimberly and her newborn. Lord, in the hospital there, would you just visit that room, that place, this young life that you've given them? Lord, this family's been a blessing to us. We've just seen you in their lives. And Lord, we're asking you just in a come, in a supernatural way, in accordance to her requests, Lord, that they would love to have the saints praying for them. Lord, there's power in prayer. There's power in the body coming together. Lord, we drive back the forces of the enemy. We unite tonight in the name of Jesus, and we ask you to remember them. Lord, for the Mandapats who just requested prayer, we bring them before you. Lord, we ask that you they're listening in even now. May you be ever close to them, Lord. Touch them, Lord, in whatever the need is. Father, we commit them to you, and Lord, this unspoken request, you know what's behind it. You know the depth behind it. Lord, you're the one that is touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Oh God, would you come on the scene for the situation? Father, would you be very nigh with the presence of God, the hand of God, the shepherd. Lord, just walk very close to the situation. And now, Father, as we just begin to enter into this part of the service for the word, we commit ourselves fully in your hands. Bless our brother Max. Anoint and use him, Lord. We're here, Lord, expecting, pulling on you, Lord. Work through him, Father. We thank you now. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Into the chamber, into the chamber. Be free, Holy Spirit. Into the chamber, be free, Holy Spirit. Speak to me gently as I close the Heavenly lover, let thy prayer 
Thank you, Lord, at this time we can enter in into that Shekinah glory, O Lord. That we can be shut in, O Father, away from the world, O Lord, and, and to hear you speak to us, O Lord. Father, this evening we just want to surrender all that we are unto you, Lord. And we just want to ask that you take control of the world, O Lord. The request that's been laid, Lord, we thank you for even answering them already, O Lord. For we believe when we pray, you hear, O God. And when we believe, you answer, Lord Jesus. Father, we come with a service into your hands now, Lord, and, and we just ask that you take it all, Lord, Father, and that you glorify your name, that you speak to every heart, to every soul, Lord. The Father will live this blessed not the same way we came in, Lord. We give it all to you now, Lord, and may you be glorified. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Amen. Thank you, musicians. God bless you. Amen. Oh, we greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. We I appreciate the services over the weekend on Sunday. Amen. It was a blessing. God bless you, Brother Ed. Brother Moses, God bless you. Amen. Brother Moses spoke, and well, he spoke almost more than half of what the Lord had laid on my heart to speak today. So we're just going to speak the little pieces left. Amen. So... It might not be very long, amen. Amen. Let's turn to, to Joshua, amen. Some, some things who may be familiar that you hear from Sunday, but amen. Joshua chapter 1, we'll read from verse 1 to verse 6, amen. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. None therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. 
I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of, of a good courage. For unto these people shalt thou devoid for an inheritance the land which they swear unto the fathers, fathers to give them. Amen. Amen. You may have your seat. Thanks the Lord for that is blessing to the reading of the word. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you till this evening. As it shall not stand. Amen. It shall not stand. In order for anything to stand, or in order for anything to prosper, there must be an anchor that that thing is holding on to. Or there must be a sure foundation on which that thing is standing. In order that if there was to come a storm or there was to come something that would shake it, that it won't be able to move. And the foundation on which it must be standing must be a strong foundation. Amen. And the anchor in which it's anchored onto must be a strong anchor also. Isaiah 54, verse 17, Isaiah will speak and he will say, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Amen. In other words, there's no weapon that is formed against thee that is going to find an anchor in you. There is no weapon that is formed that is going to be able to have a foundation in your life or be able to have a hold on you or be able to rule and reign over your life. Amen. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen. And we know that we're living in an age where there are many weapons that is, is waging against the bride of Christ. Amen. But you know, this evening there is a sure word unto us that is saying that all that will not stand. Amen. None of the weapons that have been formed against you shall stand. Amen. None of the things that the enemy has been trying to do is going to be able to prosper over the life of a believer. Amen. Because when we come to the end of time, there is only one thing that is going to be standing. Amen. And the only thing that is going to be standing will be the word of God. Amen. Why? Because the word of God is the anchor. Amen. Amen. The Word of God is the sure foundation. Amen. And there is nothing else that is going to move that Word of God. Amen. The Word of God has been tried and has been tested years after years and ages after ages. And it has proven itself that there is nothing that can defeat that Word. Amen. As a matter of fact, when Jesus came as in form of the Word made flesh, there was nothing that was able to defeat that to defeat the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We know there was a time that the enemy came unto him in a form of a temptation. Amen. After he had fasted for 40 days, the enemy came and he tried to tempt him. But as he was trying and trying to misplace the word and misinterpret the word and put it in a wrong way, you see, he was standing against the very word. He was standing against the very anchor. And as a matter of fact, he could not prosper against him. He could not in any way prevail against him. We know there was another time that he came on the scene. And it was down in the gatherings when you know a legion came out of the tomb and when the legion came out of the tomb you see the, the legion came out and he was facing the word of God and you see not only that the legion was not able to have a hold or to have a stand against the word but the very person that the legion had bound had to go free because he had come in contact with a different anchor 
He had come in contact with an anchor that there was power in it. There was another time that the enemy thought that he was going to put him on a grave. He thought he was going to bring him to death on Calvary. But you know, death could not swallow him. Why? Because he was the power. He was the resurrection and the life. Amen. Amen. Because when he was coming, he was tied to an anchor. And the anchor that he was tied to, it was the word that was promised concerning him. It was the words that was prophesied concerning him. And that which was prophesied concerning him said that he will possess the gates of the enemy. And how was he going to possess the gates of the enemy? By having a revelation of who he is. Having a revelation of what a word said about him. Having a revelation of what a devil is. And the only way that we are going to possess the gates of the enemy is when we have a revelation of who we are. And when we got a revelation of who we are, then we have a revelation of who the enemy is. That he's nothing but a bluff. Amen. And as a matter of fact, death could not hold him down because there was another promise concerning him that his soul was not going to be left in hell and neither was his body going to see any corruption. And that was what he was tied to. And nothing could move him. Amen. And today we have the same promise. Because we also have been anchored in him. And hence we have the same promise. And there's going to come a day that death will have to give way. Amen. There's going to come a day that this, this flash of corruption will have to give way. And we're living in a time that even sickness will have to give way. That fear will have to give way. Amen. Because we are the bride of Christ. You know, sometimes we may look and we may say, well, you know, the certain brother or the certain sister went home because of a certain sickness or a certain, di- or a certain disease that they had. But I want you to notice something, that the moment that they stepped into the other dimension, every sickness lost its grip on them. Every fear lost its grip on them. And I want you to know, we don't have to wait to step into that dimension. But I believe even tonight, we can be in an atmosphere where sickness will have to live. We can be in an atmosphere where fear will have to live. Because this is the promise that has been given to the bride of Christ and has been told that there is nothing that will stand against you. Nothing will stand against you. And as a matter of fact, Joshua entered, was about to enter into the promised land. There was a commission that was given to him. And this was given to him on the other side of the Jordan. I mean, all the Joshua is a type of the Holy Ghost, Brother Branham will say, in adoption 1, Jeffersonville, 1960. He said, our Ephesians, our Joshua, which is the Holy Ghost. Joshua means Jesus' Savior. Joshua means the Holy Spirit. Representing it in the spiritual as that was in the natural. That he is our great warrior. He is our great leader. As God was with Joshua, so is God and the Holy Spirit moving us about. Amen. And so we know that Joshua is the type of the Holy Spirit. 
And when he was going into the land, there was a commission that was given to him. And the commission told him what he was supposed to do on the land. The commission told him what was given to him in the land. The commission as well gave him a promise that there was not going to be any defeat. The commission also told him of the attitude that he was supposed to have when he got in the land. And also the commission said to him of what he was supposed to follow. And so we at this time with the Holy Ghost is showing us what we have to do. Amen. It's showing us the way that we have to go. It's showing us what has been given to us. It's showing us what our inheritance is. And it is from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Every promise that is in there is given to you. Every promise that is in there is given to me. And also we have been told that there is no way that we are going to be defeated. Because greater is he that is in us than the one that is in the world. And the Holy Ghost as well is telling us that we must have the right attitude. Because the right attitude told us that the promise of God will bring it to pass. And the attitude that was told Joshua to have was to be courageous and to be strong. And the only way that these things can come to pass is by following the word that has been given to us. By not turning neither to the left nor to the right, but keeping our eyes upon the word. By meditating upon it day and night. That was what was given to Joshua. And so it came a time that Joshua made his way into the land. And I believe that we also have made our way into the land. And now that which was given to Joshua as a commission, that which was promised to Joshua, now has come time for it to be fulfilled. You see, on the other side, it was given to him as a promise. It was something that was given to him and was told, when you get there, that is what you are supposed to do. But now Joshua's got there. And if Joshua's got there, and the word was told him from God, that once he get there, these are the things that are going to happen, then I believe that if we have got there, then it is time for us to see it be fulfilled. I believe that the fulfillment time has come. And when he was going, the first thing that was told him as we read in Joshua chapter 1 is that Joshua, when you get into the land, there is not going to be any limits to your blessing. When you get into the land, there is not going to be any limits to your inheritance. When you get into the land, there will be no limit to your freedom. There will be no limit to your deliverance. There will be no limit to your joy. There will be no limit to your peace when you get into the land. Because what we have told you is that Joshua, when you get there, every place that the sole of your feet should tread upon, that has been given to you. 
There is no limit. The only thing that is going to limit it is when you stop walking, Joshua. The only thing that is going to limit it is when you stop feeding on the Word. The only thing that is going to limit it is when you stop spending time in fellowship with your Creator. That's the only thing that is going to limit it. Because according to the word of promise that I have given to you, anywhere, anywhere that the sole of your feet will tread, if your feet tread upon sickness, I tell you, you can take it up. If it tread upon a virus, you can take it up. If it tread upon depression, you can take it up. It is everywhere that the sole of your feet shall tread. But the limit is only if you stop walking, Joshua. Only if you stop walking. God keeps his word, Jeffersonville, 1957. Brothers, now I say sisters also. Is that brothers? It's time for us to make footprints. Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. We can't stay right here. <coughs> Sorry. We can't stay right here in the same camp. The fire is a moving on. Let's move on from glory to glory, from Bible experience to Bible experience. Let's unfold and open our hearts, raise up our hands to God, and keep saying, stay in the Bible. Don't get outside of that. Stay right there, fellow. He continues to say, we've got a prophet of God. We've got the word of God. And we've got the angel of God. He's leading this church just exactly like it did in them days. That's exactly right. He said the word of God is before us. And the prophet of God is the Holy Spirit. And the the angel of God is leading the church. He said we are moving in the pillar of fire. In the glory of God. Setting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He said now we are sons and daughters of God. And the great revelation of the word of the Holy Spirit sinks it into the heart and bringing forth the tree of salvation, righteous living, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, and patience. He says, sure it is. Friends, I believe it is time for us to start going beyond our camp. To start going beyond our camp of doubts. Going beyond our camps of fear. It is time time to start moving away from those camps. Because there is a sure promise that has been given to you. The Bible will say in Mark 19, 23. That if only if thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believe. If only you can believe. If only you can believe what the word says about you. All things are possible. He didn't say that some things are possible. He said all things are possible. I want to say all. That means the healing is in there. 
Wanna say Saul, it means the deliverance is in there. Wanna say Saul, it means the freedom is in there. All things are possible. He go on to say in Mark 11, 23, that whosoever should say, say to this mountain, and shall not doubt on his heart, but shall believe that the thing that he say will come to pass, then he will have what he says. If you say to the mountain, it is not someone else saying it, it is you saying it. In my new ministry, when Brother Brown was talking about, you know, his experience of the squirrels. See, he was the one who was supposed to say the word. When he was leaning against that tree, and the voice came to him, and he, he found himself talking to someone. And he said, who am I talking to? And he said, you speak the word. You speak the word. And Brother Branham said, I am going to make it radical. And he spoke the most, you know, difficult, impossible thing that could happen. And it did happen. But I want you to notice, before he spoke, he started to pray. But then a voice said to him, he didn't say pray. He said, speak the word. There is a time of prayer, and we have to be in prayer. But there come a time that you have to speak the word. And we are living in that season. We are living in that time. Friends, the rapture is at the corner. And if we want to see the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God, friends, I believe it is time. I believe it is time now. You can speak the word, and when you speak it, stand by it. Remember when he spoke the Torah square up, it didn't appear straight away. It didn't appear straight away. Minutes one boy, and he kept on sitting there, and a voice came to him, and he said, are you doubting? And he said, not even one bit. And right at that moment, the squirrel appeared. Why? Because he stood by that word. When he went on the other hand and trip, when again he spoke them, and it came time it was getting late, and he said, oh, I have to get back to the brothers. And he was going to head back to the brothers. But a voice said to him, but you said that you were going to shoot three of them. And it was getting dark, but you see the word out of sound. And his doubt could not stop the word from being fulfilled. But he went back and he stood there and he sat there until he saw it and he shot it. You can say to this mountain, I don't know what mountain is standing before you, but there is a promised word of God that you can move this mountain. You can move this mountain, and perhaps you may speak tonight, and there might be a little chip come off the mountain. Just a little chip come off the mountain. Perhaps just a little faith that starts to strike down deep on your soul. 
to you that are streaming at home, perhaps a little face that will strike your soul this evening. And you sitting here, a little face that will strike your soul, concerning the situation and the condition that you are in. I want you to remember something. There was a man who was a prophet by the name of Elijah. And Elijah went to pray for rain to come. And he sent a servant out to see, and there was no rain yet. And he went to see, and there was no rain yet. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he prayed seven times. And when he went out, he came back and he reported to him that all I can see is a cloud just of the size of a man, of the hand of a man. Now I want you to notice I might have a small hand, but friends, I don't think the cloud was any much bigger than that. But when Elijah had that, he started to make his way to go and proclaim the word to say the rain is coming. All he needed to see was just that little size of a hand of a man of a cloud. That was enough for him to go and start testifying about it. And the word of God said that there came a great rain. There came a great rain. And perhaps this evening, it is just that little fade that is moving in your soul. Just a little faith that is moving in your soul. I want you to know that this is a sign of a rain coming. That is a sign of a rain coming. That is a sign of a complete restoration on its way. That is a sign of a complete deliverance on its way. That is a sign. Of a full freedom on its way. You don't need much. Just that little fade. But all you need to do. Is to hold on. Because there is nothing. That is going to stand against this word of God. See Satan cannot stop anything. That God has purpose and plan concerning your life. And I want you to know something, young person. If God has determined on his heart that you are going to receive the Holy Ghost, I tell you, hell, it's not going to be able to stop you from receiving the Holy Ghost. If say God has purpose on his heart that you are going to have a child, I tell you, Satan is nowhere going to be able to stop that from happening. This is the God that we serve. If he has purpose that you are going to be held, Satan is not going to be able to stop that from happening. If he has purpose that anointing is your time to go free, Satan won't stop that purpose. Northern should stand against the word of God because it is his word. It is his promise. No one should stand against that. And I want you to notice that only that was told Joshua. But in verse 5, it was said to Joshua, There shall not 
any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now notice the promise. It says that there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Now it didn't say some days of your life. But all the days of your life. Every morning is part of the day of your life. Every afternoon is part of the day of your life. Every evening is part of the day of your life. Every middle of the night is part of the day of your life. And he has said, there is no man, there is no mountain, there is no doubt, there is no fear, there is nothing that's going to stand against you. All the days of your life. All the days of your life. Nothing is going to stand against you. I tell you, friends, there is not enough devils in hell to stop the move of the pride. There are no weapons to stop the move of the pride. Amen. There is nothing that's going to stop us. Because within us is a force that is pushing us. See, within us is something that is greater than what we really are. And you see, it seems that Satan is not very much aware of it. But I we want him to be aware of it. That there is nothing that is going to stop us. You know, you can bring in restriction, but that is not going to stop this pride. You can reduce the number of the people in church, but that is not going to stop this pride. I tell you, we are still on a journey, and we are about to be translated. And there is nothing that is going to stop us. You can bring disease in, that is not going to stop this pride. No matter what you do, you will not stop her, because it's been proclaimed concerning her that she is going in a rapture. And nothing is going to stop her. And we want Satan to know that there is something that the bride can have that he cannot have. The bride can be born again, but Satan cannot be born again. The bride can be delivered, but Satan cannot be delivered. The bride is going to walk on streets of gold, but Satan is going to walk in a fiery hell. It is time to let Satan know where he is going, and it's time for us to know where we are going. And there is nothing that is going to stop us. Because the, the, already the cycle has started. The cycle has started. The little block that is in time has started to lift itself up. Getting back again into that circle again. The circle of eternity. We may be in a little block for a time, but friend, it is just a little time block. It is just a little time block. And there is no way he's going to keep that block standing there. Because we came from eternity and we're going back to eternity. Satan was cast down to hell and he's going to stay in hell. 
He's going to stay in hell with his demons. He's going to stay in hell with all his rulers and all that he's got. They're all going to stay there. And he's had times in our lives that he's ruled over us. He's had time in our lives that he's made us make mistakes. He had time in our lives that he's made us fall. He had time in our lives that he's made us fail. But I want you to know that this evening there is a pride that is rising up. There is an army that is rising up. And she is not rising up just for a little season. But she's rising up because it has been told her that every day of her life she's going to stand against every enemy of hell. That is the promise that's been given to her. As I was in Moses, so will I be with thee, Jeffersonville, 1960. And how it must have felt when Joshua was standing there that morning, talking to God. He said, I, now I want you to notice, I want you to notice the I here. He said, I not fail thee. And as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. And no man shall stand before you all the days of your life. He said, I will destroy and devoid. He said, I will make the way clear. And now he says, only be strong and very courageous. And he said, be not dismayed. And Brother Branham in a bracket here says, that's worried. He said, don't be worried. Be not dismayed. Don't be worried. Don't be afraid. He said, I am with you. And I will see you through. He said, what a commission to be given to this new man called Joshua. And friends, I want to say, what a commission to be given to you, the bride of Christ. What a commission will be given to you, Ethan, to say that I will destroy and devoid. I will make the way straight. What a commission will be given to you. In all this, it is not what you are doing, it's what he is doing. But he's saying, you be strong and you be courageous. Don't be scared to stand against the enemy. Don't be afraid to face your giant. It is not you fighting. He said, I will make the way straight. Be strong and courageous. The word is concerning you. You can start taking steps of faith. You can start walking in your land. Courageous. Not double-minded, but single-minded. Single-minded upon the word of God. That if he said it, he will fulfill it. You know, many times where I find that I say, perhaps I myself fail, it's, when it's, it's at a waiting time. When you just have to wait. 
and you looking at something and it seems that it's all falling apart and it seems that God is so far away and you just sitting there and you just waiting and many times that is the point when the enemy starts to bring in a second thought start to bring in another option Start to bring an end, another idea. But what you have to do is to be single-minded. Always remember that there was a time that he was four days late, but he was still on time. And if he is revealed to you, and he has told you on his word that he is going to do it, you just stay with that word. Be strong in that word. Be courageous in that word. And don't take even one inch of ground away from it. But stand firm. And just stand still and see the salvation of God. Because the promise is the nothing to stand against you. See, there was a time... But there were four lepers at a gate. Four lepers at a gate of Samaria. And it was a time that the enemy has come and besieged the city. And there was famine in the land. The Syrians had marched in. The Syrians had moved in. And they had besieged the city. No one could go out. And no one could come in. That kind of sounds like the time we're living in right now. <laughs> it looks like they've besieged the city. No one can come in. No one can go out. And there were these four lepers. But now, just, 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 just to make this clear, in the, in, the, in the moving on on the story of the lepers, that doesn't mean go revolves against the, the, the law. Just to make that clear in the continuing of the story. But that was just an example I was making. And so these four lepers sat at the gate. Now they couldn't go on the city because they were lepers. And neither could they go out because the enemy was, 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 you know, encamped against them. And as they were there, they started to ask themselves a question. They said, why sit we here? Until we die. Why sit we here until we die? Now we are going to look at the options here. We can go on the city. And even if we went in, we're going to die anyhow. Because there is no food in there. And if we sit here, we are still going to die. But they said, but we've got one option. That we can fall upon these Assyrians. We can start taking steps against the Assyrians. And there are only two options out of that. Either they kill us and we die anyhow. Or they save our lives and we live. And perhaps we get some food too. Why should we sit here and die? 
And so they started to take steps. They started to take full steps. And I want you to remember that the commission that was given to Joshua was that everywhere the sole of your feet should tread, that would I give unto you. See, I want you to notice something, that Joshua in the land was not just supposed to stand in one place and just stand there and just be waiting. But he was supposed to start taking four steps. Because wherever his feet landed, that was his. And so these four lepers, they started to take four steps. And you see, there was something that they had forgotten about, that they were circumcised sons of God. They were circumcised sons of God. They had a promise. And as they started to walk towards the camp, I want you to know that the Bible said that the Lord, it wasn't them, but it was the Lord. See, when the Lord saw the step of faith, when the Lord saw the courage, when the Lord saw the strength, then he started to move ahead of them. He started to move ahead of them. And he became the fifth man. He became the fifth man of grace. He became the fifth man of faith. He became the fifth man of power. And he started to move ahead of them. And he said, as he moved ahead of them, the Assyrians had a noise as of a great army, as of a great host that was coming against them. And they fled. See, these lepers did not fight even one battle. All they did, they just started taking four steps. They didn't even have to fight. They just had to start to walk. And you don't even have to fight, but you just start walking in that word. You just start taking one promise at a time. Start taking one verse at a time. And you watch God move on the scene. You watch God move on the scene. It is not time for us to keep staying out of gate. Perhaps we've been staying out of gate of depression for so long. Out of gate of fear. And friends, if we sit there, we are going to die. If you sit there in one place, you're going to grow stagnant and you are going to die. But friends, if you have been sitting, I think it is time to stop taking steps against the enemy's camp. It is time to stop moving towards the enemy's camp. And when you start taking full steps, you will recognize the northern shall stand against this word. Because it is this word. It is his promise. And the promise that's been given to you is that there is no weapon that is going to stand against you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon. And when it says no weapon, it means no weapon. No one is going to prosper against the spirit of Christ. But what she has to start doing, it'll start taking full steps. 
to start walking in faith, to start walking courageous. Amen. It is time to push back every day. The promise is true. God's word is true. And we've said amen to it many a times. Let's move into action, church. Let's move into action upon the word of God. If he has said it, he will back it up. Now notice that these people, these four lepers that were walking down, now they had leprosy. And Brother Branham would say leprosy is a type of sin. So these men, in other words, if we were to bring them in our days, they weren't even righteous people. They weren't even people that perhaps were where many of us might be in our walk with the Lord. But just because they mounted up courage and decided to move against the enemy, God started to back them up. And if God can buck up a people that if we were to type them on this day, we're not even living right. I want to know what God is going to do when you start taking steps. When you up and feel with the Holy Ghost, you start taking steps. When you have received the word of truth, you start taking steps. If he could favor them, I am sure he can favor you too. He's a real God. He is a true God. The Red Sea could not stand the children of Israel. And I don't know what Red Sea is in your life. And I asked the musicians to come. We said, oh, he's going to be short. You know, yeah, I am short. <laughs> but when they started to walk, there was that Red Sea. See, the obstacle was great. They had never seen a way made in the sea before. And if it was you and I standing there, that sure would have been something we have surely not had expected. Because it was something we had never seen before. But when the pressure started to build, now notice what Moses did. Moses started to cry unto the Lord. He started to cry unto the Lord, what shall I do? What shall I do? But the Lord answered back to him. And he said, Moses, why are you crying unto me? Speak the word, Moses. Speak the word. The same rod that brought the frogs is the same rod that you still got in your hands. The same rod that brought you to healing is the same rod that you still got in your hands. He said, just speak the word, Moses. And Moses spoke the word. And when he spoke the word, the sea started apart into two. And there was dry land for the children of Israel to walk in. 
and to cross over to the other side of safety. But guess what? The enemy started to follow them. The enemy started to come against them. But there is nothing that is going to be able to stand against the word of God. Nothing to stand against them. And when they started to walk through those same sea, the same sea that was opened up and gave them the victory is the same sea that swallowed them up. And the same word that you are using this evening, the same word that you're going to take to take your ground, to move your mountain, it is the same word that is going to defeat the enemy. There is nothing that's going to stand against this word. There is nothing that's going to stand against this bride. Let us stand on our feet this evening. Amen. I'll just read one last quote, the Messiah's Shreve part, Tuesday, 1961. He told Joshua, everywhere the soul of your foot has set, you can play something soft to Sister Cassia. He told Joshua, everywhere the soles of your feet of your foot has set, that I give to you. And tonight, as we enter into the kingdom, God's kingdom, taking out all the Philistines unbelievers, and all the Amorites, and the Amalekites, and whatever more. Throw it, throw it, throw it off. Us like that. We take possession. He said, throw it out off us like that. We take possession. Amen. I like that. He said, say the days of miracles is past. He said, you Amorite, get out of me. I've put a footprint there. I've took over. They say there's no such a thing as seeing a vision. Get out of there, you Amalekite. I'm coming over. There you are. You are pressing out. From that little bottom, it's taking over the fibers of you. Spreading out. God working through you, in you, and around you. It is not you doing the work. It is God working through you, in you, and around you. But he'll work only if you will let him work. Amen. How many will let him work? How many will let him have the preeminence? How many from this day on will say, oh, you'll be courageous? I will stand on the word of God. I will take him at his word. I am not going to turn to the left, nor do I am going to turn to the right. But I am going to look straight to the word. I'm going to be zeroed in on the word. And I'm going to meditate upon that word every day and every night. Amen. I'm going to believe that. Amen. May the Lord grant it to us. Whatever you plan, Sister Cassie, we don't know. Right.
standing it's where we're standing and the ground that God has given us he's purchased for us and it's our inheritance and so we're just admonished stand on that and keep standing Ephesians chapter 6 when you've done all to stand keep standing and I believe that's where we're at just keep standing on the promises of God they'll never fail you know, I, 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 I always think there's times we, we wait until we see God moving or what we perceive the Spirit of God moving. But sometimes it's so imperceptible. And it's when we take a step, that actually causes Him to move. So we need faith to take that step. I, I, I need to, I just feel to share this, but the testimony of Becky Hildebrandt in Calgary, it was a Wednesday night service and she had lumps that were diagnosed in her breast as cancerous. And she was feeling weak and she was feeling nauseous and it was a Wednesday night song service. They would sang songs. Everybody was standing. They had prayer. Everybody sat down. And they're just singing songs. And it was like a thought came over her. A thought came over her. Stand up and claim your healing. It wasn't even the climax of the service. The minister hadn't even got up yet. Everybody just sat down. And she said she felt weak and, and she didn't, and yet she had power and she stood up. And she said she felt like something swept over her. And she sat back down. And it was a little while later and she says, just feel over in that part. And she felt over and those lumps were no longer there. 
What brought God on the scene? Faith brings him on the scene. Don't wait. Step in the water. Step where God is. He'll make a way where there is no way. What a, what a wonderful admonition. Nothing will stand before God. I, I remember in the book of... Brother Max, sorry. I, I just feel like just you, you jumped into a channel. It was in the book of Exodus. Moses came with a commission. The magicians, Janus and Jambres, copied what he did. Then Moses went and did the first command. And, and he did the first command. They copied that command. They made blood out of the waters too. They actually did it for the third and the fourth. And then it came to boils. Boils in their own body. But they could not, and the Bible says these words, they could not stand before what God was, before what Moses was doing. It might, they, the enemy might go for a while, but he cannot stand before the Word of God. Keep standing. Do not allow him to give you a second thought. Keep standing. Man, we need to sing a couple of songs. I feel like uh, I, I couldn't help but thinking of Sister Emma when she was here. I believe she's getting married just coming up here in a short while. But she used to sing that song, God, any mountains that you think are incrossable? God, any rivers or got any mountains that are... I, I think we just need to sing it. How, how many are going to sing this song? Okay. I can't see under the mask if you whispered or you didn't or you won't sing, but I know you will. Let's say, be of good courage. God spoke to Joshua. God's speaking to us tonight. Let's sing. Be of good courage.